Welcome into the very first episode of the Craps Jackpot podcast. I'm really excited to get this thing going. Uh, I feel like it's kind of like overdue. Um, I don't know, we've been in this league for well over half a decade now, and I don't feel like we've had anything even remotely close to this. For those of you that don't know me, and everyone should know me because I am your fearless commissioner, your two-time champion, the golden boy, however you want to refer to me, Andrew Zurich, also known as Jackie Daytona this year. Um, I have nobody joining me today, but in the future what I would like to do is bring in a guest on a weekly basis so that we can discuss some of the upcoming shenanigans that will be taking place. Um, goal of the podcast, real simple. I want to do a couple of things. I want to recap the previous week, just talk about how the matchups went, um, some surprises from the week, go over a few injuries that happened as well. Um, and then obviously we're going to go over the next week. So week five uh, matchups and projections for that week. Um, I will give you a little bit of insight too on the podcast here. I know a lot of people are just straight up playing, looking at Yahoo to rely on what percentages are and what their expectations for points are. Yahoo doesn't really take a lot into account other than its own analysts. And so I do use a few other tools that, uh, that I will bring in and give you guys some insight on. Hopefully... Uh, and in all honesty, give you a little bit of insight into what like the expert consensus rankings would be uh, for certain players and weeks. Um, there were a few minor injuries over the weekend. I think the biggest one that I saw is uh, is Galladay and Cohen, um, but I could be wrong. I didn't get a chance to catch every single game this weekend. Um, Galladay looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks with a hamstring injury. Obviously, that's a huge blow. Um, and then Cohen, you know, going down right after signing a huge contract with the Bears, um, he's going to be done for the year as well. So if you picked either one of those guys up, I mean, obviously he had Godwin drafted, but if you pick Cohen up, um, it's an instant drop and sort of a, a waste of a waiver, unfortunately. And uh, Godwin is just an obvious hold because, I mean, you're not going to drop him. He might be out four weeks for all we know, but um, he's still such a playmaker on that on that field and that team that you just you can't do anything with him. So the other big news that I saw from today, you've probably already heard that the Vikings and the Titans are halting practice until further notice because they've got some COVID cases that popped up. Um, NFL has made a commitment to do rapid testing as fast as they can, but it looks like they are still in that 24 hour range that I think everybody else is kind of in. Um, we've gotten COVID tested here at the Zurich household. Uh, I've gotten COVID tested four times, and uh, the fastest I got my results was uh, in the same day. But I think they they sent my batch in the morning with everyone else's, and then the the longest I've had has been a full week, and that was right at the beginning of this thing. So um, three days is typically the average to get uh, a result turned around for COVID testing. Um, so 24 hours is actually pretty good in the grand scheme of things. Um, but it looks like they're going to be halting operations until further notice. Um, I did look... There are some some people that said that they thought that uh, that uh, practice was going to resume before the end of the week. Um, there are some other people saying that they thought that next week's games for them are going to be halted or delayed until um, sometime during the week, if possible. Um, but I hope we get all our football games on Sunday. You know, um, but if it is a weird year for football and we got to get some during the week, I'm certainly not going to complain about that because I do always need an excuse to catch some games. So. Um, not really much else in the news today. Um, there are going to be some really good waiver pickups. I'll go over a few of those today so that everybody knows who to kind of keep an eye out for. I mean, I'm 10th in waiver priority, so I'll just give you the damn list of people that you should be going after. 
um, if they're not already rostered. And you're going to have to forgive me too. I'm going to be reading a list um, that I have put together from a couple different sources. So some of these guys might have already been picked up and put on teams. I know one notable guy is Miles Gaskin. Um, I grabbed him last week, so he's not available, but I'll probably end up throwing his name in there too. Um, I mean, since we're on him, that guy, 22 uh, rushes against Jacksonville. Um, I think GameScript called for it too, but he's actually got as many catches as Zeke, and Zeke is sitting in fourth for catches for a running back. So uh, as far as like a PPR plex, uh, a flex play, he would be a pretty notable guy, I would think, uh, moving forward. So, um, and then yeah, we'll we'll name a few other ones. But let's uh, let's let's kind of recap the week here. Although I really, really, really don't want to do that because uh, starting out with my own matchup against uh, Pontiac Bandits, which is Ryan, uh, I am now zero three in the league and sitting sitting very comfortably in ninth place to add to my misery. Um, and Gas the Gas team is just dominating, absolutely dominating. Um, Yes, he calls himself the wide receiver whisperer, and there's just no denying it. I mean, this guy's got Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett. He's, he plays Cooper Cup this week uh, over, you know, Jarek McKinnon, who he picks up, and you would think maybe he'd throw him in. CeeDee Lamb takes a bench. He even benched Kenny Galladay. I mean, he benched Kenny freaking Galladay, who is a top 12 receiver pretty easily now that he's back. I mean, it's just like... You can't win when the guy knows who to play at the flex spot and then gets 25 points out of it. Uh, just a miserable outing. His He picks up a defense that goes for 26 points. I mean, you're playing the Jets. You might as well pick up whoever's playing the Jets. They're the new Jacksonville Jaguars in 2020. Um, so a big win for Ryan. That puts him very firmly in first place. He has 528 points. I don't know if you guys know that's the next highest point earner has 421 points. So let that sink in. He has over 100 points more than the person who has the second most, which is Ryan Galis, who is our new addition this year. Um, it's just seen some unfortunate luck on the other side of the ball there. But good Lord, it's just that's the, the nightmare matchup, I think, uh, on a weekly basis going forward. That team's healthy. If he stays healthy, I just don't see anybody coming down from um, we've got Telekinesis Kyle, which is Brett. And on another note, uh, congratulations, Brett, for the birth of your daughter, Molly. That's amazing. We're all super excited for you. And uh, honestly, couldn't be happier. Nicer people uh, are hard to find. And you guys are just going to be fantastic parents. So congratulations again to Telekinesis Kyle for that. Uh, but unfortunately, you did lose this week to Camper Dude, who I'm sure doesn't give two shits that you had a kid this week because he loves to win in fantasy football um that was a good matchup there was uh, actually some times there where um i wasn't sure who was going to pull that out but drew Brees putting up 23 points was a little bit uh i would say like uh surprising but i mean it, it was i didn't expect drew Brees to have the game that he had but but green bay's defense absolutely sucks um drew Brees was listed as qb 14 in expert consensus rankings and he just he beat that he beats projections Allen Robinson, oh my God! So he's on mixed team on Camper Dude's team here, and uh, I got—he's got to be like a top five the rest of the way now that Nick Foles is in a quarterback, which we could talk about that a little bit later too. But uh, yeah, just um, the explosion of Austin Eckler really helped lend a mix win here. Um, Mike Davis was obviously the pick of the week. He ended up putting up twenty three points. I think he's going to be a solid play until McCaffrey gets back. He's—he's he's obviously capable of the workload, right? Like. For being a serviceable back in the league, you know, he's nothing overly, he's just not like a special guy, but 
he he's a producer, right? Like um, I would almost relate him to Carlos Hyde like three or four years ago. Like he's he's not making everyone turn heads, but he is that kind of guy that uh, will get the job done and, and do it well. So um, Young Way Koo <clears throat> did get injured. I think it was after the game. They they declared him as doubtful to uh, to return for next week. And uh, the other injury that that pops up on Brett's team now is Chris Godden, like we talked about with that hamstring injury. He's going to sideline him for at least four weeks. I would think they're not going to try and rush him back, but um, you never know. Tampa Bay does want to make a push, and right now I know they're at two and one. I think so. Um, you know, I really think that uh, they. I don't know. Sit him out. Mike Evans is 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 totally fine. Um, Hans Bowman and Galus is gents. Oof. Okay, so here's. Here's the thing. Lesson learned. Uh, we know now, uh, as the newbie, that our lineups must be sent prior or set prior to the game that the person is playing. And uh, Yahoo does give you the information that the game is played on a certain day. So check your lineups. If you're not sure who's going on a Thursday night, just remember from now on, you want to check Thursday, Sunday morning, uh, typically at 11, 11.30 at like the latest, and then uh, again at Monday night. Uh, just to make sure that all your guys are set. Um, also, just another bit of helpful advice for everybody. Make sure you're putting the right person in your flex spot. So you want to typically put the person in your flex spot like that has the later game, right? You want to make sure that you've got those early games set, and then if something happens for the later game, you're able to switch that out with a wide receiver or a running back for that later game. So just... Be cognizant of that with your flex spot. Uh, you know, obviously, if you have like Christian McCaffrey and Zeke on a team, you want to put those guys in your running back spots just to make a statement. But sometimes, it, you know, if someone plays a later game, you may have to put a third guy in there that's not appealing. But it doesn't matter. Points are points. So they're just going to equate no matter what. Um, I think this one was a little bit written in the stars. I'm not sure that playing DJ Chark was going to get you, you know, 40 points or 30 points. Uh, it's possible he's a good wide receiver, but I just don't see that having happened. He was, uh, uh, Miami didn't really need to, uh, or Jacksonville didn't need to throw the ball and they didn't need Chark back. So I don't know. I guess I, today it was possible if Chark played that that could have been the, the thing. The good thing to note is that there was literally no one else on uh, Galus's bench that would have made a difference. So um, no matter what he was going to lose this week, um, Patrick Mahomes dominated last night on Monday Night Football. And, and Lamar Jackson will get into just a, a tad later, didn't look very stellar. He looked like he was a bit out of sorts last night. It, like, for the, the, the points that the game was, I think it was 34-20, to 20, um, I wasn't really impressed by the the uh, the play last night. You know, it didn't really seem like the game that we all kind of thought it was going to be. Uh, it was very lopsided in Casey's favor, but uh, all the same, Kansas City comes out with the win. We're not surprised by that. Um, Jeff comes out with the win, 143 to 108. That puts him in a solid second place here. I actually see the only two 3 and 0 teams that are undefeated. So, uh, congratulations to Jeff. Sorry about you, Ryan. Uh, next time, lesson learned. Put in, put in a player. Um, the next matchup we've got Shaquille O'Peel, and this is the year. So obviously Andrew Peel and Jake Starr. Um, this one. Well, I mean, I, I take that back. The problem in this one is Deontay Johnson going out. So I've actually, I've got Deontay Johnson listed really high on my wide receivers. Um, I don't rank them every week like experts do. I, I really don't. But I do take a couple different sources and then bump them up together and then do the averages. 
Um, Deontay Johnson's ranked, for me, wide receiver 17 overall. Um, the injury that happened sucks. Um, if you guys remember when Antonio Brown played for the Steelers and Juju was the backup, that year Juju had a better fantasy production than Antonio Brown does, and that's because Antonio saw double coverage, he saw harder matchups, so Juju got a lot of the benefit. Big Ben knows that the guy who doesn't have the tougher matchups has the ability to get the volume and handle it. And so I really like Deontay Johnson. I think he steps up into that Juju to Antonio type of role. Um, and that's why I think he's just a, a good player, a real sneaky play. Um, Peel does also have like a lot of good wide receivers. So we're talking Deontay Johnson, Tyreek Hill. Um, right now he's got Adams sitting out. So that Deontay Johnson play is... Uh, is good, and then uh, DK Metcalf is also in his flex spot, but it's just not enough to pull out the win. Russell Wilson is the league MVP. I'll call it now. I think he's going to be the MVP this year. He deserves it. Alvin Kamara puts on a clinic and puts 45 points up on the board. I mean, he's got 139 receiving yards on 13 catches. He's got two receiving touchdowns, and then I don't think he had a lot on the yard actually on the uh, on the ground. I think he was like, yeah, he was six for 58. So he didn't really have a lot of ground production, but this is why you draft Alvin Kamara. It's the catches and the run and the catches. I mean, this is what um, the Saints do this better than almost anybody. So, um, Robbie Gold also puts up 14 points. I mean, a kicker. This is why I don't think we should have kickers, but you guys vote for it every year. James Conner looks like he's back to his old self. The, the Betty Snell talk is, is kind of over right now, but um, a serviceable backup he would be if um, Conner would ever go down. And then the the last matchup of the week to go over is Wakanda Forever, which is Andy and then the Blood Brothers. Um, after that first boom week, it's been pretty quiet for Blood Brothers. There are not a lot of touchdowns to go around. And the first week in the NFL, everybody kind of knows, is, uh, is is all over the map. I know I wouldn't have heard of the end of it from Peel if Blood Brothers beat him in week one, so I'm kind of happy that Blood Brothers did end up losing that one. Although I am secretly rooting for them to win against somebody. It's just hopefully not me, although it looks like it probably will be since I'm like the last in the pecking order here. Um, Andy Deck Prescott 30 points this week that's great Nick Chubb obviously 24 and Derrick Henry 27 I, Andy I feel like he always picks the most boring running backs like Chubb is not going to be catching a lot of passes and neither is Derrick Henry but like production is just always there so maybe I'm doing something wrong I mean obviously I am um, and Devin Singletary another 16 points for him um, he was RB 16 this week and he kind of showed it I think he ended up finishing a little bit better than that too uh, Johnny Smith uh, was a late pickup for Andy. I, he wasn't a drafted guy. He had Rob Gronkowski on his bench and then makes the replacement and that's Smith, and it seems to pay off 11 points there. That's solid tight end production. The landscape for tight end is not huge this year, so 11 points may not seem like a ton, but when it comes to tight ends, it really is um, a little bit above middling of a pack here for, for tight end uh, ones this week. Um and then just, you know, some some pretty boring average productions the rest of the way. But um, when you don't get to draft and you have to make your team up off of both waivers and then the leftovers, the sloppy seconds, you're going to end up with 72 points but only a projection of uh, 72 from Yahoo or 109 from Yahoo. Expert consensus rankings had that projection at 125 to 94 for Andy, obviously finished up at 159 to 72. So um, an underperformance and then an overperformance uh, makes it a little bit more lopsided. So week three is officially in the books. And moving on to week four, 
Um, we've got another bout of interesting matchups. I think the one that I'm going to pay the most attention to this week would be Brett versus Ryan. So Telekinesis Kyle versus Pontiac Bandits. That's my matchup of the week. Um, it's going to be a good one. Obviously, like we said earlier, uh, Ryan's got a lot going for him. Um, the interesting thing in this one is that Brett's going to have to replace Godwin. And I just don't know if Christian Kirk's that guy. I mean, obviously he's not. Robbie Anderson has these big boomer bust kind of games. But um, the Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, is just really doesn't throw these deep bombs. Um, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's better than Mitch Trubisky, but who's not, right? So we'll see what the replacement ends up being. Um, I don't know what... A.J. Brown's looking like if he's coming back. It'd be nice to have him back. I know that Tannehill would like that target. And if he does come back this week, that's the obvious play. But Brett may have to look to the waivers for a wide receiver to slot in there for Godwin. Um, because right now he's got Mike Davis in the flex and Josh Jacobs and Zeke also playing that week. So um, ECR, so expert consensus rankings. This is what I'm going to say from now on is ECR. has got this game listed at 135 to 129 in favor of Pontiac Bandits. Um, give me Pontiac Bandits to win. I think... Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a top-five back, just hands down. I think Kyler Murray's going to have himself again. Carolina's defense is terrible. They're bad. They might be the second worst or the worst in the I mean, he can't be worse than the Jets. That's probably probably not true. Adam Gase is a boob. I'll say that all the time. Um, Calvin Ridley, like, what is going on here? This guy's the WR2 this week. He's going to score 20 points easy. I mean, easy. He's going to make it look easy. Um... And we don't know what's going on with Julio. Is he is he going to play again? Is he injured? Are they going to rest him? What's the deal? Um, Tyler Lockett. It's just so. Look at this. Last year, going into the year, Seattle was the run heaviest team, and then they ended up being the run heaviest team last year. This year, they are the pass heaviest team. I mean, what a swing! Like I never would have predicted. I said coming into the year, like oh, I just think Chris Carson's going to be a top-end RB2 again this year because they're going to run the ball all the time. That's not the case. It just has not been the case. Russell Wilson is flinging that ball and uh, looking good doing it. Like I said, he's the MVP candidate, and Tyler Lockett is a benefactor of that. So, um, Aaron Jones is RB4 this week. Uh, he is going to also have a good game against the Falcons. Very terrible defense. I don't predict this is going to be a game where Atlanta gets heartbroken by a comeback. I think Green Bay is going to win this one pretty handedly, and I don't really like that I have to say that because we are not Green Bay fans here on the podcast, uh, but that will be the case. Deshaun Watson is struggling a little bit. Um, the good thing is is that he is playing Minnesota, who has not been that great this year, but um, yeah, missing Hopkins is just really hurting uh, Houston and their play. Um, David Johnson has been very good for Houston. Um, and Telekinesis Kyle also has David Johnson on that team. So I, I kind of expect some good production from both of them. Robert Woods is going to have the better game this week over Cooper Cup, I think. So um, the reason that this kind of is ending up being my matchup of the week is if Ryan does end up playing Cooper Cup and, uh, and Brett ends up playing uh, Bobby Trees here, then the swing is going to go one way or the other. And I think that's the most interesting part about this matchup. So, um, again, I'm just going to predict because I think it's hard not to predict uh, a Ryan win here with the amount of points he's put up, that Ryan will win that one. Um, let's move on to the next matchup of the week. And that one is going to be Camper Dude and Blood Brothers. Uh, I'm just going to glance over this one. 
pretty pretty quick here. Uh, Camper dude for the win here. Uh, Drew Brees got Detroit. Their defense, they're they're uh, they're all banged up. I can't believe they won this past week against Arizona of all teams, but they did. Um, Allen Robinson may be the WR one this week. I mean, let's see with Foles. I'm only saying that because of Foles. I have nothing to base it on. He's listed as WR four this week though, um, so a huge jump for him because before he was 10, 11, 9, I think was his highest that I'd seen. Um, five the rest of the way is what I I, I kind of predict, uh, but we'll see. Amari Cooper in Cleveland. Austin Eckler at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's defense is sneaky good, so be careful of that play. Austin Eckler is going to get those PPR satellite points that he usually gets. Um, Chris Carson against Miami. I mean, come on, take that all day of the week. Travis Kelsey against whoever he feels like playing against. He'll win it. Uh, Will Fuller, who uh, is now the top wide receiver in Houston. Uh, and then you got to respect Mick. He's always playing the Chicago defense. He's got to have his hand in Chicago something. So um, there, there is that. Then you've got Blood Brothers, who it looks like they're going to bench Cam this week. Zach and Sean are going to bench Cam this week, and they're going to play Aaron Rodgers. I'm all for it. I mean, Atlanta sucks, and if anything, <clears throat> they could get into a shootout. That's the threat of Atlanta, right? I mean, you can get yourself into a shootout with Atlanta at any point. Atlanta knows how to put up points, so that's not the problem with Atlanta. So Aaron Rodgers can also put up points. It doesn't ever seem to go to uh, Valdez-Scantling. He's he's the WR3 there now. I don't think anyone's playing him, but I just feel like I have to say that. Because Lazard has really emerged as the number two guy there. Um, and that sort of became obvious last year, but now it's pretty solidified, especially after last week with Adams being out and Lazard being the guy. Um, Darius Slayton. Ooh, okay. This one hurts me to talk about. Saquon Barkley being out uh, for the rest of the year. Slayton's going to step up. Shepard is out. Uh, you would have really thought like the benefactors of this offense would have been Evan Ingram and, and Darius Slayton. And that didn't translate last week at all. Seven targets, three catches for 53 yards. So like the distance is kind of there. 53 yards is not a great day for a wide receiver, but given all the wide receivers that play in the NFL that nobody has on our team, like 53 is not bad. If he has a touchdown, he's got an okay game. You can't rely on touchdowns. I always say that. Volume is king in fantasy. We should all kind of know that by now. And uh, volume breeds opportunity. Darius Slayton is going to see an uptick in, in his uh, opportunity. They're playing the Rams, so they should be playing from behind. There is opportunity there for him to do something. But that offense is just bad. I don't want much of anything to do with anybody on that offense. Uh aside from maybe, like, Devontae Freeman in a few weeks, if even. Like, I just, we don't know what he's got left in the tank. So, um, Preston Williams, another Miami receiver. I really like that play. I think he's underrated and undervalued, but he is listed as WR43 on the, expert, or the ECR. Um, so there are a lot of other plays out there. John Kelly, Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines is going to have a lot better days ahead. If you saw this past week, he did put up some points. Um, after that week one boom and then the week two bust, uh, week three he sort of leveled out. So you probably expect a good, I mean, in, in any other team he could be a very solid flexed play. So as an RB, too hopeful here for Blood Brothers, you're hoping for that boom day. Um, TJ Hawkerson, man, he's tight end nine this week, which means that um, he's got a top 10 running back in a 10 person league, or a, a tight end, which means in, in this league that they've got somebody very serviceable. Uh, Jerry Judy, another great wide receiver. There are just so many of them this year. It's pretty easy to snag. 
Um, yeah, so I like I like the uh, the lineup. I think uh, if Jamison Crowder comes back, I still think you sit him as bad as Denver is. Um, hamstring injuries. He's also going on, quote-unquote, a short week for him. He's just been resting. But they play the Thursday night game. Um, so I, I wouldn't risk playing Jameson Crowder. But, yeah, again, give me Camper, dude, in this matchup. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty easy win, unfortunately. Um, and then the next matchup that we'll go over here is going to be Shaquille O'Peel and Galus's Gents. Now, I mean, Galus Gents doesn't check his matchup. This one is going to go to Shaquille O'Peel. Uh, but if he looks and sees that he needs to play, he's got plenty to go on. I mean, Josh Allen is having a great year. Predictably so. He has taken a step forward in the passing game. Um, if DJ Chark goes, they've got Cincinnati. That's a great matchup. Um, Lazard, right? We already talked about how he's the number one or two guy. Aaron Rodgers looks a lot better this year. Um, yeah, give me, give me that uh, that uh, Alan Lazard at Atlanta. Um, any day of the week. One thing that I do kind of want to note on Galus' gents, there's a one, two, there's two questionable and two IR guys in the team. There's an empty IR spot, so we really kind of need to figure our lineup here by putting somebody in the IR if you want. Like Christian McCaffrey should be sitting in the IR spot because that IR is designated to return. Um, and then that opens up a bench spot to pick up another player, so you're actually dealing with a full roster there because right now, technically, uh, you're dealing with way less than you need to. Tevin Coleman is droppable completely. I know that we made that trade, and that sucks. You can't predict injuries. I was really hoping that wasn't uh, going to be the case. As a matter of fact, I remember saying to somebody uh, a day after that Niners game that Mostert went out, and I was like, great, Tevin Coleman's going to be the guy. And then it just ended up being that Tevin Coleman got the worst of the two injuries. So, unfortunately, um, that was the case. So, Tevin Coleman out, totally droppable. Jordan Howard, uh, I don't know what to make of Jordan Howard. Right? He's going to score like a touchdown, but he'll get like one yard and one touchdown a game. So what, 7.1 points? Is that what you want? I'd probably end up dropping him too. Um, and, you know, and Julio Jones is, is still questionable to return. You play him if you can over Alan Lazard. You maybe keep digs in your flex spot. Lazard sits on the bench, but still not a bad play. Um, you got a lot of the, the two and the three for the running back, right? Uh, uh, Ingram the second and then Melvin Gordon the third are the two running backs for the team there. Melvin Gordon uh, obviously against the Jets. Yes, play it. Oh my god. Uh, play it. He's not even listed ECR anything above RB17 but my god it's the Jets. Um, Stefan Diggs. What a year he's having. Um, they're playing Las Vegas. I go for it. He's WR15 ECR. Um, I think that's a good play. Um, but I don't think that you're going to win this week, Galus' Gents. I think that, that Shaquille O'Peal's got you pretty handily. Lamar Jackson is going to have a bounce-back week. I think he'll have a chip on his shoulder after losing that game. Um, Tiger Kill is going to be a benefactor of uh, a New England route for Kansas City. Um, hopefully, Devontae Adams is helpful, or healthy. If he is, he will be helpful. Dalvin Cook is your RB3 on the year. Um, if not better than that, he's playing. Antonio Gibson is that sneaky running back pick that I don't think a lot of people really knew about other than maybe listening to a few podcast guys say that they were really high on him and he's emerged as the top back in Washington. Um, remember, you got to remember this too about Antonio Gibson in Washington, right? We all kind of predicted that when Darius Geis wasn't being an asshole to women that he was going to be a good running back in this league for Washington. And then it turned out that he liked to be women instead of playing football. And so... 
Antonio Gibson's the guy that gets the opportunity, and they didn't take Antonio Gibson just to keep him on the bench, right? So he steps up into that role I think a lot of people predicted Geis was going to be in, and uh, Gibson is going to be something special. This may be a year early on him. Uh, that's kind of my prediction as Washington figures it out. But, hey, it's a Ron Rivera offense, right? Remember the last offense Ron Rivera was a part of, Christian McCaffrey emerged to be the guy. So um, Evan Ingram, already talked about, should really see an uptick in targets. I'm a little disappointed in the fact that it's not, but that's more of a offensive coordinator and uh, just a Giants problem. I mean, there's no New York football team that I'm excited to be a part of this year at all in any fantasy. Greg the Leg is not looking like himself anymore, but there was a waiver pickup for it. So God bless you. He's kicker number five this week. Um, and then I would sort of think that he's going to drop his defense and pick somebody else up because you, you probably aren't going to want to play New England against Kansas City. Um, regardless, give me Shaquille O'Peel in that matchup. Um, the uh, the next matchup that we're going to talk about is going to be uh, Wakanda Forever, and this is the year, so Andy versus Jake. You've got a 2-1 and team versus a 1-2 and team. Um, should be another good matchup. ECR has got this one listed 128 to 125 in favor of Jake to win it. Jake currently sitting in 8th place. Andy currently sitting in 5th. Uh, this is kind of my second matchup of the week. Um, there's just not a lot at stake. Uh, I shouldn't say not a lot at stake. There's not as much at stake as the other matchup. That's why this one beats out. Russell Wilson is your MVP candidate. Uh, focusing on Jake's team here. OBJ, what is going on? I can't figure it out. Corey Davis, why, Jake, why? You don't ever want to rely on uh, Corey Davis. Um, he just, he'll disappoint you. But don't take my word for it. Um, I think Anthony Miller, who is on your bench, Jake, is going to be the benefactor of Nick Foles stepping up into offense. So, I don't know, maybe he's a sneaky play for you. Um, James Conner and Alvin Kamara. Uh, kudos, Jake. Here's the applause because here are, seriously, here are two running backs that um, can win you a league, right? James Conner looks like himself again, which is really nice to see. And Alvin Kamara is just putting on a show now. Um this is what you wanted. This is why you drafted him. I mean, that's that part's obvious. Um, I was really down on Mark Andrews this year, but he is getting those red zone targets, and I guess you can't doubt the fact that that team likes to use him. Um, so Mark Andrews really settling in. He's tight end number two um, for the week ECR, and then Michael Gallup in the flex. Um, Los Angeles is going to be a good play this week against the Giants because, again, they're really, really, really bad bad team um for andy you've got Dak prescott adam thielen mike evans mike evans is going to see an uptick in targets this week derrick henry will always be derrick henry nick chubb is uh, he's going to be nick chubb yanu smith uh is tight end seven so again i still think this is a great waiver pickup for uh andy uh and will lutz likes to bust your nuts and i think he's going to be uh, kicking some some dingers, and then uh, that San Francisco defense, I don't know. So Philadelphia really does, they're not a good football team this year, which, haha, I, I I hate Philly fans everywhere. Um, but San Francisco also has all those injuries. I mean, it's not they're not stopping either. They got, they got more injuries this, this past weekend, so I don't know. I just uh, hang on to it and see what happens, I guess. Uh, Philadelphia stinks, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, but they are they are listed as defense number four for week four, so it's not going to be an awful play, I, I guess. Experts know better than, than I certainly do, and like I said, I'm taking the average of all different sources here. 
Um, still, give me Jake in this in this win here. I know Yahoo has it predicted 137 to 135. ECR, like I said, it's got 128 to 125 in favor of Jake, and I'm going to go with that. I just think Russell Wilson is going to put up more than 25 points against Miami, and I think that will be the difference maker is what Dak does against Cleveland to what Russ does against Miami. But both those guys are going to put up a lot. I think it's just a matter of who puts up a little bit more. Um, even with Corey Davis. I mean, I'm, I'm still saying that even with Corey Davis, and I can't believe that I'm saying that. Um, all right, last matchup to focus on here is Jeff in second place and Jackie Daytona. Uh, all right, so I'm predicting myself to win uh, going off ECR. Not predicting myself to win based off Yahoo or the fact that I want to. I'm predicting myself to win because I need good vibes coming my way. Um, Matt Ryan at Green Bay, like it's we, it's going to be a shootout. DeAndre Hopkins is your WR one for the year. Thank you, thirty five dollar bid on DeAndre Hopkins, taking a flyer on that. I mean, Kyler Murray looks like Deshaun Watson with him, and that's great. He's already they're already breaking records of like fastest connection between a quarterback and a wide receiver traded. It's just amazing to see. Um, I think I'm playing Tyler Boyd this week against Jacksonville. I think he is going to be stepping up to be the guy now. We saw a trend week one where A.J. Green was seeing 13 targets and then that sort of dropped off in week two. And then week three, we saw Tyler Boyd pick up a majority of the targets as A.J. Green clearly still has some rust he needs to shake off. I'd love to see A.J. Green get back to his old self. Um, he's one of my favorite receivers in the past five years uh, to see emerge. And I just hate to see the injuries play kind of the end of his career, uh, wherever that may end up. Probably won't be in Cincinnati. But, um, yeah, Tyler Boyd is going to be played. Joe Mixon, PU. Oh, God, this guy's a heartbreaker for me. I really expected him to do more. I only spent $30 on him. I thought after a contract was signed, he'd be catching all these passes out of the backfield. He'd be like your mini Le'Veon Bell you saw from a few years ago. But sometimes bad teams just stay bad. I mean, even with Joe Burrow there in Cincinnati, Cincinnati is not flashy. I really think it's like the Browns from last year. We all had high expectations for the team, but they just aren't producing like you would have hoped they would have done. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going to end up salvaging, not saving my uh, my team this year after Barkley went out for the year because, uh, you know, when Mac went out, Jonathan Taylor became the guy. And I sort of predicted that why I drafted him was that he was going to step up into that role. And Andy and Mick were sitting in the draft room here with me. So... You can ask them what I thought. Um, DJ Moore, I expected a little bit more out of him. Huh? No pun intended. But uh, we'll see. Arizona this week could be could be a high-octane match, and DJ Moore does have better days ahead. Um, that Buffalo defense is that Buffalo defense. They're pretty average. I, don't, I might switch that up. Um, right now I've got James Robinson sitting on my bench, and I think I'm going to actually slot him in over maybe even DJ Moore. I don't know. I might tinker with the, the lineup a little bit. Uh, all right, on the other side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes, no no talk necessary on him. Um, he is Patrick Mahomes. Juju Smith-Schuster should have a good week against Tennessee. Their defense is nothing special. Terry McLaurin is really come a long way. He So Juju is the WR12 this week, and then Terry McLaurin is WR13. Um, you've got Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders. I think Kenyon Drake finally goes off this week. I think Miles Sanders has a really good game this week, too. Hunter Henry, I don't know what to make of him this year. I think he's going to have an okay game. I think he'll probably hit his projection, maybe 12 points. David Montgomery is going to see an uptick, and I think he'll start trending up as a running back too. So good flex play for Jeff. 
Um, and then that Tampa Bay defense, like I said, they're sneaky good. They're they're sneaky good. ECR uh, defense number three this week. So pay attention to Tampa Bay's defense. Bruce Arians obviously knows what he's doing on the other side of the ball too, and not just an offensive minded coach. So uh, those are your matchups for Week Four. Uh, let me jump into the waiver section here so that everybody can kind of hear um, who is highly targeted this week. Some guys that may help your roster. And just, you know, these guys, will they'll help you out for sure. So um, the number one guy that I've gotten from a couple different sources pulled here is uh, Justin Jefferson, right? He'll be available in our league too. It's a 10-man league. Um, who's your guy in Minnesota? Feeling right? Okay, well, who's number two? The rookie, Justin Jefferson. So Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen are your guys, but Cook put up, I think it was like 181 yards. or Yeah, it was 181 yards on the ground in week three. Um, and Jefferson got 175 receiving yards and a touchdown. So that's that's a good line, too, especially from a rookie this early in the season. One thing everybody has to take into account about the rookies this year, I mean, aside from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookies had less time to work with the team. So... They weren't going to instantly come in and be a playmaker. There was only a couple of guys that were, like, truly ready to be playmakers. Um, The number two waiver wire pickup of the week was Miles Gaskin. Uh, That was pretty consensus. I I nabbed him a week earlier um, because I figured that Mike Davis and Freeman were going to get snagged up. So uh, he's already gone. Alan Rizard is the third one. I know Galas picked him up as well, so that uh, is already taken. Carlos Hyde. So Carlos Hyde's going to be a pretty fair pickup. I I don't know why. I, I, I hated Carlos Hyde when he started playing. Uh, didn't want anything to do with him. And then he went over to the 49ers, and I was like, yeah, give me Carlos Hyde because I don't want anything to do with that offense and Kyle Shanahan. That year he had uh, RB2 numbers. I think he finished his RB12 in 2017, if I'm remembering correct. Um, and then he's just bounced around for two or three years afterwards. And uh, right now he's in Seattle. Um He'll be a good pickup. I mean, he's going to run just like Chris Carson does. You're not going to see anything like that's going to make you, again, turn your head and be super happy that you're playing Carlos Hyde or that you have him on your bench. But it's a solid pickup, especially in a year where there's so many running backs that are injured, banged up this early in the year. Carlos Hyde could play and play at a pretty good level for three to four weeks here until Carson gets right. Um, and then your, your next one is Jeff Wilson Jr. He's a San Francisco running back. I don't like to endorse this one, but you have to think about San Francisco's injuries. It's going to be a little bit longer before Mostert gets back. Coleman is out. Jarek McKinnon is going to play well, but who's the next man up and who is also going to help Jarek McKinnon along the way? Jeff Wilson's that guy. So if you're looking for a running back, Jeff Wilson could help you win a couple of these mid Uh, season weeks that are starting to come up here as we just now reach kind of the quarter point of the the season um some some other guys that you may want to consider keelan cole is available in 42 percent of leagues uh that's a jacksonville wide receiver gardner Minshew does like to toss that ball around and with chark down right now we don't know what we're going to be looking at uh the denver broncos defense i don't they're not special um you know that matchup on Thursday night between the Jets and the Broncos, though. That's what you have to be thinking about. This isn't like a permanent replacement for your defense. Um, Who are some other ones? Kirk Cousins? Oh, my God. All right, so he had a really bad game. I mean, he's not a good quarterback. (laughs) 
but he is serviceable. It's a 10-man league. Just if you're one of those guys like me that streams quarterback uh, for the most part or defenses or kickers or whatever, if you ever need a streamer as we start coming up in the bye weeks here, Kirk Cousins could be a pretty pretty solid play coming up. Um, Chase Claypool, uh, wide receiver for Pittsburgh. Um, if Deontay Johnson is going to miss some time, Claypool should be your guy. James Washington is another name on uh, wide receiver for for uh, for Pittsburgh there. Um, ooh, okay, here's the yucky thing. You, you've got your New England running backs with Rex Burkhead right now. James White is very unfortunately out right now as he uh, has the family issues going on. Um, the loss of his uh, his dad, I think his mom is still in critical condition. So um, Rex Burkhead will will be a pretty popular play in, in a year where a lot of running backs are down. Um, Hunter Renfro for deeper leagues, certainly not our league, but just somebody to keep an eye on. I mean, I think he's starting to finally come along. He's a good route runner. He's a really good route runner. And that's that's a fascinating part about him. I don't say that too often. I think the best route runners in the league are Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson. If you ever watch those guys run routes, they, they very seldom ever don't run their routes properly. Um, Hunter Renfro's a good one, too. Um, and then... <laughs> Here, here's the Chicago Bear in me. The last pickup that I'll talk about this week is Jimmy Graham. If you're watching the the football games, which you should be, because I imagine you're all Bear fans, um, he's getting targeted in the red zone a lot. And with Nick Foles there, too, I mean, he got targeted a couple of times the other day, too. So uh, Jimmy Graham may actually be something that we didn't all predict that he was going to be um, because he's a tall target in the end zone. The nice thing I don't see the Bears doing with Jimmy Graham is throwing him anything in the middle of the field and then expecting him to run downfield with it because he's not the same tight end that he was when he played for the Saints. So he's a red zone guy, and if you want uh, your tight end to produce, you typically look for them to do some work in the red zone because that's where they're going to get their true value from. Uh, unless you're looking at a guy like Zach Ertz who's sitting on a team that just has no other targets to throw to. Uh, or Travis Kelsey, who can just do anything across the field, or George Kittle, when he gets healthy again, uh, will be back in a playmaker too. Which, by the way, Mick owns the top two tight ends in the league, so if you're looking for a tight end, make that man an enticing offer, because I'm sure he will consider what you have on the plate here. Um, another thing to note, Peel, stop making trades. My God, nobody wants to trade with you. <laughs> I, uh, I really just... It's not the fact that they don't think your your trade offers are fair because I we, we talked about this. I thought Hill for Mixon was a fair trade. It's just running backs are so hard to come by this year, and uh, I I don't want to play Mixon, but like I have no other choice to play Mixon right now. I think Mixon's not having and isn't going to have the great year. Um, you know, for what I got him at, sure, I guess I'll have to end up playing him, but like hey, I might bench him for James Robinson this week, and that's a guy I picked up off. Free agency. I don't even think I wavered him because I think you dropped him earlier. So thank you for that. Um, all right, guys, that's going to do it for me on our week four stuff. There's some waiver advice, my predictions for the upcoming week, and uh, the recap of week three. Really hoping that I can turn my season around. Congratulations to everybody that won. And for everybody that lost, hopefully you can spin this thing in the opposite direction. Moving forward, the idea with this podcast is to get some of you to contribute to being a part of this with me because I think that would be fun to get your insights as well and not just my very biased opinions. I'm going to enjoy this while I can because I think this year we're probably going to have our second two-time league winner. Um, so I'm going to enjoy relishing the fact that I'm the only league's two-time winner in the history of the Craft Jackpot. 
Uh, but I would love for you guys to be on. If you enjoyed this, let me know uh, in the text message or in an email or whatever. Uh, and then if you want to be a part of this, that'd be great. We'll just set some time apart, maybe on a Tuesday every week, to uh, to do a little recap waiver pickup and uh, some futures and see what's coming up for the following week. So good luck, everybody, this week. Uh, or I should say good luck to half of you because I really hope that half of you lose your matchups. Uh, I hope the top end of the, the league starts to lose a little bit. And Ryan, I think that you need to come back down to earth very soon and join us because fantasy football is no fun when your team has injuries. So uh, good luck again, everybody, and then uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, and before I go, enjoy the custom intro that was made specifically for this podcast and the custom outro specifically for this podcast, too. Uh, all right, everybody. Take it away, custom outro.